Three minutes after 12 is the time, and you are listening to James O'Brien on LBC. The uh, mystery hour is upon us. Sorry, I did it dressed as Father Christmas last year. Do you remember? That won't be happening again. Or was it the year before? I must have been mad. Who the hell's idea was that? But if you want to bring a Christmassy theme to it, you can. I would caution you, though that the most obvious Christmas questions have probably already been answered. You can check over at the archive, lbc.co.uk. If you've no idea what I'm talking about, then you should know only this. This is the only hour of radio anywhere in the world that comes with two cast-iron money-back guarantees. You will know more by one o'clock today than you do now. You, you just will. may not be knowledge you're grateful for, but you'll have more of it. You may not hang on to it for long, but you will have more of it. And I think you'll laugh out loud. Uh, that, that is a cast-iron guarantee as well. I've never had to issue any refunds. You should have at least one laugh-out-loud moment between now and one o'clock. The way it works is thus. You ring me with a question. Someone else rings in with the answer. It, it, it can't be boring, and it can't be repetitious. Boring, you can kind of police yourself. The management's decision is final, seriously. If it's a question that you, on reflection, don't really think anyone else is going to be interested in the answer to, it's probably boring quite difficult to define it if it's to do with motoring it almost certainly is boring but not 100 percent certain repetition is our job to look out for unless you, you do us a favor and check the archive first uh a who a why a where a when a what a whither we get the occasional wherefore we even had the odd whence they all work whatever it is why do we do that where does that come from is that going to work what and the kids are of course broken up I presume the kids are broken up i think my kids were the latest to to, to break up in the whole of christendom they only broke up yesterday it's practically Christmas already, but the kids are broken up, so they might have a question that needs an answer, or you might have just seen something Christmassy, which would be nice. It has a nice sort of Christmassy feel to it, but it doesn't have to be Christmassy. It's not specific. Phone lines are up and running. I'll only say the number if I've got a phone line free, okay? So it, it, it's a fairly simple way of doing things, and it gets so busy. We've got the busiest switchboard in town, but on Thursdays between 12 and 1, it goes absolutely bonkers. Um, if you hear me say the number, it means there's a phone line free. Judicious use of redial, I'm told, is the best way to get through. It's certainly going to be more likely to get through using redial than you are emailing me to complain about the fact that you can't get through. That holds true across the whole 15 hours we spend together every week, not just this one. But it's even more true about this hour than it is all the others. Six minutes after 12 is the time. Richard is in Ealing to kick us off this week. Question or answer, Richard? It's a question, a Christmas question. A Christmas saying. question, no less. Carry yeah. on. I've been trying to ring in for the last two years with this question. Uh -oh. um, it is this. Uh, Christmas lights. Do flashing Christmas lights use up half of the electricity to static Christmas lights? It's quite, quite good. But how do they work, flashing Christmas lights? Well, I don't know. I, ha I have a theory about the... Well, they're either on or off, whether the electricity goes on or off. Yeah in which case it's half of the electricity, or there is the electricity is going from one light to the other using possibly osmosis. It definitely won't be osmosis, and you definitely don't get a hallelujah chorus for that. Really? No, not in a million years, mate. It only works if you use the word correctly and accurately, because it, 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 it would have been a bimetallic strip back in the day, was how they did flashing lights, so it would f flick on and flick off. Right. But I don't know, where, where does the electricity go when it's off? Well, exactly, because what I was hoping was to save the nation a lot of money by buying flashing Christmas lights and turn us all into a nation of flashes. Yeah. 
It was going quite well. I wouldn't have, I personally, I wouldn't have thrown in that gag at the end, Richard, because I quite like the uh, question, and, right. and, you know, even by the standards of Christmas crackers, that was poor. <laughs> but I like the question. I, I mean, the flashing, if the Christmas lights are flashing, do they use up half the electricity? Oh three four five six oh six oh nine seven three. 0345 or, or I, I, I don't know why. I kind of very distant memory of physics doing this and it being quite counterintuitive, but I could be wrong. Derry's in Wigan. Derry, question or answer? I've got a question for you, James. Carry Merry on. Christmas, by the way. Merry Christmas to you, Derry. So, uh, we've been trying to convince my four-year-old daughter to get a haircut and she is refusing point blank. She doesn't want to cut it, she wants it long. So, we've told her, you know, if you get it cut, it'll grow longer. But the question came yesterday on the way home from school. Yeah. How long can I grow it, Daddy? Can I grow it as long as Rapunzel? So I said, well, yeah, you can, can grow it as far as you want, but how long can you grow a hair? That's, uh, if you never cut it, how long would it grow? Yeah. Well, but yeah, if you just carried on and it, it went, would it grow and grow and grow? Yeah. Yeah, it just would. But then why don't more people, have, I don't know, why don't you see somebody like Rapunzel walking around the streets? Just think about it for a minute, man. It'd be a nightmare. It'd be an absolute nightmare without even thinking about nits. Think about the knots. But surely at some point it must slow down or stop growing. I don't think it, it, it carries on. Your hair carries on growing. I, I'll tell you what, Derry, I know this. It, it carries on growing in some cases after you're dead. And is this you going definitive on it, James? Well, if the question is, does, is there a point at which your hair is so long it stops growing? The answer is no. There is no point at which your hair stops growing. I am going to go so definitive I, on that. I can tell my four-year-old that yeah. she can grow her hair as long as Rapunzel and I'm not going to be seem to be a liar to no it will if she die if she but uh, is this really what you want though i thought the whole problem was that she didn't want to get her hair cut and you're telling her that if she does have a haircut she need never cut it again until it's long enough to allow a prince to climb up a tower to visit her <laughs> against the wishes of her evil stepmother yeah that, 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 that's pretty much it all right if, if you're if you're saying that's that's fine then i'm, I'm not entirely sure i i would have thought at some point it would stop well, I, two things happen when I get a little bit condescending during Mystery Hour. Two things happen, routinely and traditionally, is I end up looking like an idiot. So I'm going to get a bit condescending here, and I'm going to say, well, I'm taking the round of applause, mate. I know for a fact that your hair doesn't stop growing, ever, uh, unless it literally has fallen out like mine. Uh, and I'm going to take the round of applause, but it may well be, and it's another reason to stay tuned, not as if you didn't have enough already, it may well be that I will be eating humble pie, probably even by the travel news, knowing how these things usually pan out. Oh, well, we'll listen out for that. Yeah, let's listen out for that. They're already coming in on text, but I'm pretty sure it doesn't. It never stops. Right, round of applause for me. We'll soon find out. <laughs> Ten minutes after 12 is the time. Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down your hair. And it does, maybe it's not after death. That's the other thing. The, the, the skin contracts, so it looks like your hair's grown. But there have been cases of coffins being thrown open and, and, and tresses galore breaking free of the uh, thing of me. Tom's in Crawley. Tom, question or answer? Oh, hi, James. It's a question my, my eight-year-old son wants to ask it to you. How does your stomach acid um, not digest your body? Doesn't eat your stomach. What's your name? Joey. Joey, that's a really good question. Do you, what do you think the answer might be? No. No idea. What do you, what do you think? It, why do you think it doesn't happen? I don't know. No, he doesn't know. What am I thinking? That's why he's wrong mystery, our dad. What are we doing <laughs> putting him on the spot like this? I know the answer. We've done it quite okay. recently. We've done it quite recently, actually, and it literally is just because of the stomach lining. Alkaline, alkaline atmosphere in the stomach so that the acid isn't touching the actual flesh. So Joey's thinking it, it, it would be like sticking his finger in acid or something. Why wouldn't it eat my finger? And the answer is... Um, 
there's there's the, the mucus alkali lining in the stomach the stomach lining is 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 fluid it's not part of your body and it keeps the acid away from the bits that it would actually break down and do you know is joey still there tom yeah do you know what happens when sometimes the stomach acid gets out of your tummy joey do you know what happens no you get a really sore bum <laughs> <laughs> that is that is actually the answer to the question <laughs> Happy Christmas, guys. Oh, thank you very much. No, thank you. Great question, Joey. Keep thinking. Keep asking. And I'll keep doing this. Which is a little bit immodest, but there you go. Christmas. Joe is in Watford. Joe, question or answer? It's an answer, James. Oh, go on, then. Uh, about the charging Christmas lights. So it uses exactly the same amount of electricity because it's done with a capacitor and a 555 timer chip. What, well, um, Damon's terms? Um... A capacitor is a basically a little battery. It fills up and then it empties out again. And the battery attached to the capacitor is always on. So, the, so uh, you, you know I'm going to ask you a really stupid question, don't you? Yeah, go on. Where, 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 where does all the electricity go when it's on the off bit of the, of the on-off bit? So it fills up and empties out again. It's not actually off at any point. Fills up and empties out again. Dead. Ah, so it's like a roadblock. It's like a dam, a, a lock on a canal. Yeah. So the water's always flowing, but it, it builds up and builds up and builds up, and then dump, and then empties again, and then builds up, and so it never stops. So uh, would it be more electricity than if it was permanently on, then? Or I exactly the same? Actually, I'm not too sure. I'd, I'd guess it'd be the same, because it's on the same power supply. But it's definitely not going to be less. You don't get 50%, less, because yeah. when it's off, it's off. Otherwise, you'd never be able to turn it back on again, unless the current was constant. Exactly, yeah. What the hell is that, Joe? I'm walking through the street. It's a busker. Is it? Aye, aye. It's not bad. It's an accordion. Aye, it's, aye. Not, it's not bad at all, that. Right, round of applause for Joe. Walking through the streets of Watford. Isn't that a song? Uh, Sally's in Barnet. Sally, question or answer? Answer. Come on, Sally. Oh, my God, I can't believe that I'm going to get a round of applause. Yeah, let's not count any chickens here, sweetheart. Go on. Right, the hair, question, the, the hair answer. Each individual hair has its own growth cycle. So, for some people, their genetic cycle will mean that they will only be able to grow seven or eight inches of hair before that hair falls Are you reading down. this? No. I'm a hairdresser. All right, then. Go on. Um, so, so, someone might, might be able to grow their hair down to their shoulders, and then that hair will stop, rest, and then fall out and get replaced. So, not everyone can grow their hair forever and ever and ever. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> So I've got this completely wrong. I said I'd get embarrassed by the travel news, and I've been embarrassed by the travel news. It just seemed like... Which is why you can't grow your eyelashes forever and ever and ever. No, I knew it about eyelashes. I knew it about body hair. I just thought head hair was different. No, it's the same. That's why some people can have really long hair, and others can't. So there you go. Mm, Qualifications? How do I know you're not making this up? I'm a hairdresser. Well, anyone could say that. I mean, you... you, you, (laughs) Round of applause, please. Oh, go on then. Yeah. I send my apologies. I send- yeah, all right, madam. I've got loads. Stop showing off. And I send my apologies to Wigan. Okay. Oh, sorry about that one. It's coming out to quarter, but it's just turned quarter past twelve. I've got some phone lines free, actually. So I mean, we're n- knocking them off pretty much as soon as you put them on. So ring in now, and you will get through. Oh three four five six zero six zero nine seven three is the number. If you've been trying and failing, have another go now. You've got you've actually got a better chance of getting through now than you did fifteen minutes ago. So don't put it off. 
could be an early Christmas present to yourself, your Mystery Hour debut, maybe even your LBC debut. Uh, and uh, to add to that, it's got a sort of two to six year cycle of hair, and then it'll fall out, and everyone has a slightly different cycle. So, in, in, yeah. In conclusion, I couldn't have actually been more wrong about that if I'd tried. Happy days. Joanne Webb. 19 minutes after 12, Mystery Hour continues. Questions still in need of... Oh, I don't know, we've got any, have we? Done the hair and the, and the, and the Christmas lights or anything else? Is that a good crikey? It's all very efficient. What's happened? Mike's in Highwick. And Mike, question or answer? Good morning, James. Hello, question. Well. Carry on. Air travel. Oh, yeah. When does long haul become short haul or vice versa? Is it based on time zone? Is it based on distance? Is it based on flight time? That's a, what, a lovely flight flight? Que- what a lovely question. I never thought of that Thank before. Thank you. Short haul, long haul. Try and work it out. I mean, short haul, six. No, no, I can't even begin to work it out. Well, yeah, you going away for Christmas, Mike? You doing anything nice? I'm first year in ten years, not going away. Oh, OK. I'm sorry to have uh, reminded you. <laughs> <laughs> have a great one. Have a great one, either way. High Wickham has a lot to recommend it at this time. What's the difference between long haul and short haul? That's like, I love the ones that you, you've never thought of. My, one of my favourite ones ever was last week, and we've been doing this for years, but the relationship between mobile phones, traffic jams, and sat-nav systems, it was absolutely fascinating. Free podcast mystery, of course, so I'm not going to repeat uh, what the answer to that was. Johnny's in Finchley. Johnny, question or answer? Hi, James. Hello, um, John. It's a question. Yes. It's a question. Um, my question is, is there anything besides light that moves at the speed of light? Um, well, is it a trick question, or...? Well, I don't know. I've got an answer, I think. Oh, no. I want to you... know what you think. No, well, it's, this isn't really how... I don't want to sound ungrateful or unchristmassy, but this isn't really how what? Mystery Hour works. Isn't it? No, because you're going to say darkness, aren't you? That's it. Yeah. That's exactly right, yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's really boring. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Well, I, you see, I said you were going to make me sound unchristmassy, but you, you don't don't ring in with rubbish jokes. Well, it's not a joke. Yeah, darkness, does, darkness, is, darkness is an absence of light. It, 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 it is, by definition, nothing, so it can't have properties. But anyway, uh, ha, 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 ha. Michael's in Watford. Michael, question or answer? Uh, question, please. Was uh, that bad? Please. Was I a bit rude then? Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. See, now I feel bad. It's supposed to be all Christmassy. I'm going to blame the producer for putting him through. Yeah? More Scrooge-like than, um, than uh, Ruth. Yeah, but yeah. I've heard it so many times, and then, of course, I remember I know, that not know, everybody listening is listening as much as I am. Uh, anyway, where were we? What's your question? Is there a correlation hmm. between climate change and the number of large earthquakes that the planet has experienced, especially since the foot of well, the one in, in Japan some years back, where they say that the earth uh, sea floor fell by a few metres because the earthquake was so massive. It only needs to take a minute change in the axis of the planet that could affect climate change. And I want who would to know, know the answer? Who would know, who would know the answer? A genealogist or somebody who's into... A genealogist? Mm. Or something... A platonic person? A pl- pl- platonic person. I quite, okay, I, so, I mean, climate change, whatever causes it, does it, do, do earthquake, I, I'd be surprised, but to be honest, I'm making a complete pillock of myself on well, Mystery Hour this week, so I'm, I'm loath to offer an opinion. The earthquake in Japan was so massive that they, they did actually say at the time that it did actually change the axis of the planet minuscules of millimetres. But even that, could that 
evoke the, the climate change that we're experiencing? Yeah, let's find out. I mean, I, I don't want any political controversies during Mystery Hour, but um, climate change and earthquakes, any link at all? 03456060973, the difference between short haul and long haul, number remains the same. And if you've got a question of your own, the number remains the same. Very busy today, but there are lots of, lots of churn on the switchboard. So people ringing in, asking questions. There's more and more people discovering the programme for the first time. More and more people ringing in with questions that we've actually dealt with. So it, it means there's quite a lot of turnover. Don't be put off if you don't get through immediately. Keep trying. Tony's in Cyprus. Hello, Tony. Hello, James. You on your holidays there, or uh, just sort of... Uh, yeah, well, just about to come home for Christmas. Oh, happy days, happy days. What have you got for me? Question or answer? Well, I, I, used, to, I used to fly for a living, so I know the answer to long haul and short haul. Oh, brilliant. Go on. Back in the day, when there was DOAC and BEA, years and years ago, BEA, we used to say, stood for back every afternoon. And the answer was that aircraft that could not fly further than the eastern Mediterranean were all part of the short-haul fleet and used to do return, return flights in the day, whereas long-haul was anything that took you so far away that you, you, you stayed overnight and came back maybe much, much later. Oh, that makes sense, I suppose, doesn't it? So you could go there and back in a day, what, in a 24-hour period, or...? or? Well, it used to, used to be in one duty, uh, really back in those days we used to have the aircraft called the trident that could have a, a range about as far as tel aviv i think we used to say that that the eastern mediterranean was the limit of short haul now how long would that take roughly how many hours about four and a half five hours that seems reasonable to me and then anything more than that becomes long haul because the plane is going to stay away overnight right you're on yeah r- r- Absolutely. well played tony safe journey home Safe journey. Oh, just, or as they say in Cyprus, Calo Taxi. It's 12.24. Uh, Charlotte is in Chigua. Charlotte, question or answer? Oh, hi. Um, I want to know where... Hi. I want to know where the saying comes from, stick it in your pipe and smoke it. Where does it come from? Stick it in your pipe and smoke it. I quite like that, actually. Stick that in your pipe and smoke it. It's one of my favourite... Fi- something, something really annoyed me last week, and basically I, um, I was the correct person. I just said afterwards, oh, I didn't say it to that person. Mm. I said, stick it in your pipe and smoke it, and I just want to know where... That Stick that in your pipe and smoke. What happened, Charlotte, to annoy you? What was what was the catastrophe? Oh, don't worry about no, it. No, I do worry. Yeah, I'm a journalist. These things intrigue me. What's no, the, no, no, don't oh, worry. Oh, it's, it's all sorted. It's all, all right. sorted. All right, now, all right just checking, because I'm here if you need me. I'm, I'm here if you need Thank me. You. I've got your back, Charlotte. You know that, right? Thank you. Thank all you. All right. Uh, stick that in your pipe and smoke it. I like it. Well, what's the origin of that? Where does it come from? Do uh, Does climate change cause earthquakes? And we've done the difference between long haul and short haul. Terry is in Bromley. Terry, question or answer? It's a question, please. Carry on, Terry. I got in from work yesterday. Have I said to me, Give me a kiss under the mistletoe. Oh, Lord. I said, I said what's all that about? Yeah. Why do people kiss under the mistletoe? I like it. I also like the way you turned it into sort of like a, like a little episode from, from <laughs> Terry's life. I like that. Instead of just saying, what, 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 why do we kiss under the mistletoe? You brought your wife into it. I've got an image of your home now. I can see you there feeling a bit... No, no, I said to him, what's all that about? What's, a, what's all that about? And a bit stressed out at the end of the day. You want to be making your way to the fridge maybe for a sandwich or a tin or something and your wife's there insisting that you I mean, kiss her again. Honestly, it's outrageous. Oh, no. you know, our work is never done, Terry, is it? Our work is never done. <laughs> I think we've done that before, but it's Christmas, so I'm definitely going to leave it on the board. What's the origin of the kissing under the mistletoe malarkey? As our earlier caller, who couldn't stop saying the word malarkey, would probably have described it. Terry, you t- did you, did you, um, did you, did you, did you, did you, Terry? I'd just give her a little peck. Yeah, I'm very glad to hear it, Terry. Quite right, too. It's Christmas after all, hey? And I actually look forward to next year. 12.26 is the time. Doug is in Scunthorpe. Doug, question or answer? Hello, James. Question, please. Merry oh, yeah. Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, Doug. Merry Christmas to you. Right, it's Christmas. It is, yes, that's why, uh, yes, yes, right. yeah. 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 Um, 
Right, we put wreaths, or hang wreaths on doors at Christmas. Well, people do, some people do. Yes, yeah. yes. But we also put them on top of coffins. <laughs> What's the significance? Is the Christmas wreath to do more with it being the end of the year than it is to do with it being the birth of Jesus? And therefore, well, the, the I wreath... Don't think it's got anything to do with Jesus. No, exactly. So it's the end of the year, and, and then they put it on a coffin because it's the end of a life. End of, end of, end. It's the end. You use a wreath to mark the end of stuff. Oh, well, when I tell my significant other, it yeah, should yeah. be quite pleased. <laughs> I, could be, I could be wrong. I, I don't know that I'm going to give myself a round of applause, because I probably need someone who actually knows it, rather than me just gassing and trying oh, to work it out. I, I'm willing for you to have it. Oh, it's you're very fine. kind. You're very kind <laughs> indeed, Doug. But I, I've had enough. I've already made a fool of myself with the wrong answer and I've applaud. You can carry on, that's it. Doug, you're a star. Have a cracking Christmas, won't you? So... Mind, mind how you go. God bless, Doug. Shane is in London Bridge. Question or answer, Shane? Answer. Come on, then. Mistletoe. Oh, yes. Listen, I'm, I'm on the blag. I'm just, it's, it's an intuitive guess. Mate, I'm not interested in your intuitive guesses. I can do intuitive <laughs> guesses myself. Like, your producer shouldn't have put me food in. You're like, telling I'm me. Gonna... She's already in trouble today. This is just getting worse by the minute. Go on. I love it when the callers say I can't believe the producer's put me through. It sort of leaves me a little bit a little bit redundant, really. Go on, then. What have you got? <laughs> well, you can go off there for a little bit, and I'll take over. Yeah. Um, like, I reckon it's it's a pagan fertility rite to uh, kind of encourage a little bit of shenanigans in the dark months, uh, because... You know, to get a bit fruity when we when we were all... When, when it, I like, think you're right. Fucking... I think you're actually right. Why did you sell it up and set it up as a sort of intuitive... It's, it's, you can't go to... Def- intuitive. I'm making it up as I go along. You... I, I've, I've not heard that from anything. It was just a, a well... Yeah, but you well can't have a round guess. of applause then, because you can't go definitive. You can't prove that you're right or show us the qualification that means we trust you, can you now, you silly sausage? I'm not after your applause. I feel good enough about myself. Rubbish. <laughs> Rubbish. You're only saying that because you're insecure. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> you're double bluffing me. Double bluff is passive aggression, this. I'm supposed to give you a round of applause now because you said you didn't want one. Well, I'm not going to. <laughs> ah! How did that happen? Thank you very much. Don't Thank believe it. I think he's onto something, but I, I will allow someone else to go definitive. I mean, a lot of the stuff we do, the Holly and the Ivy, a lot, a lot, it, it, it's, it's a mixture of Christianity. Well, well, listen here, children, as you well know, whenever religion spread around the world, the missionaries tried to sort of co-opt existing traditions. Mistletoe has absolute... I don't... How does it have something to do with Jesus? Anyway, we'll find out. But I thought that was fun, so we got a round of applause. Like Nicholas Parsons, I shall, uh, I shall issue a round of applause simply for being amused. Uh, if you want to get stuck in on this, 03456060973 is the number that you need. The time now is half past twelve. 12.33, why do we kiss under the mistletoe and why do we use wreaths on both coffins and at Christmas? What do they have in common? And the origin of the phrase, stick that in your pipe and smoke it. I love that. It'd just be something, wouldn't it, from a music hall song or something like that, but I need to know. And is there any relationship between climate change and earthquakes? Because you can answer no to that question, but you need to tell us how you know what it is that you know. Jake is in East Grinstead. Jake, question or answer? Oh, it's a question. Oh, good. Oh, yes, it is. Oh, no, it isn't. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Happy Christmas, Jake. <laughs> Happy Christmas, Jake. What have you got for me? Well, having worked in pantomime around it for the last 30 years, you wouldn't believe it, would you? Um, <laughs> we don't, I know the origin of pantomime, where it comes from. However, and asking the cast, I don't, they don't know the answer either. Yes. Why, why 
Why? Do we have leading, why do we have young ladies or ladies actually? Not always young. No, they're very rarely young actually. If you're going where yeah, I think you're going, yeah, taking the leading roles in some of the major pantomimes, like uh, normally Peter Pan is a lady. Not always, but normally, normally Dick Whittington is a lady. Um, yeah, it's a well, it's a well-established uh, pantomime tradition, isn't it? And, uh, it is. But where does that come from? I mean, there is there's always uh, the sub question as well: is how do we have um, dames as well? So that could be a second question, if you like. No, you're only, you're only allowed one. I, I mean, it, it may well be that the, the second it, it bit... It is Christmas. So the, the, no, get knotted. No, I'm not I've doing got, any of that. No chance. No, 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 no. The, I've got a main present question and a stocking for No, you haven't at all. It's, it's rubbish. It it's, is. It's, no, 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 no. I wonder if it's anything to do with the fact that the ugly sisters, or the dames, as you say, are usually played by men. So it kind of evens things out a bit. Or, well, why? I don't know why. It's a good question. I mean, originally, every, everyone on stage was a man. But you know this, back in Shakespeare's time, there were no girls on stage. But that doesn't explain why we now do the opposite with the... with the What are they called? Principal boy. Principal boy, we Principal call them. Principal boy. And it's, yes, it can be played by quite an old woman, actually, historically. Yes. Yeah, yeah I don't know, mate. That's a lovely question. That's a re- Did you say you were in a pantomime yourself at the moment? Well, I'm not in it, no. I've, I've worked around it for many years, but okay. I'm involved in one in... He's Christian, check me, Dick Whittington, get there. There you go, you see, got a free advert as well. Carry on, mate. Oh, yes, oh, yes, he did. Why? Why do ladies play the male roles in pantomimes? Why do we put wreaths on up at Christmas and on coffins? Why do we kiss under the mistletoe and et cetera, et cetera? Chris is in Market Harbour. Chris, question or answer? An answer. Splendid. An answer. An answer to your question about climate change and earthquakes. Oh, yes. Yeah, because that's quite a difficult one. The answer is that there is a connection, um, oh. they think. They oh. think there is a connection. And I always thought that it's interesting that there seem to be more and more earthquakes happening, um, you know, because I used to live in Japan, so I'm fairly familiar with quite a few earthquakes yeah. and things like that. And um, what's, what's intriguing is that uh, the, uh, I always thought there's no connection. And then last year they did some research and they established that the geographical North Pole has changed direction. Oh. Historically, it's been moving towards Greenland. And this is not by a huge amount. This is sort of a, a few feet a year sort hmm. of thing going on. And what they've worked out is it started moving towards the UK. Um, and it was in the papers and lots of other things like that and did some research behind it. And the reason why they think it's done it is specifically because um, the ice at the North Pole has melted and other areas of ice in the sea, other areas of large masses of water in the seas hmm. and also trapped into other areas have caused a different type of wobble. And it's that wobble that is changing the direction. Now, if you think about it, if you can change the direction of the North Pole based upon how we've reallocated water around the planet, yeah. what couldn't we do to the tectonic plate in terms of generating or exacerbating um, earthquakes in different parts of the world? Because that's really what's, what's causing them, is the movement of tectonic plates against each other and alongside each other. I don't know, mate, honestly. It's probably true. could be complete gibberish for all I know. I'm just not clever. I just didn't be. keep... Uh, what, what are your qualifications again? <laughs> I'm married to a scientist. So and, and you've genuinely looked into it. Genuinely looked into it. I have genuinely looked into it. I can answer absolutely properly your light question. No, you can't. Because that's gone. That thing's, I can. Do you know why? No, I don't know. Stop it. Why? Stop it. Everyone's, de- everyone's drunk or something. Has everyone's been at the eggnog? Stop it. I'm in charge. <laughs> well, the, the, the radio that we're talking on at the moment... No, I know radio waves travel as fast as light, but I knew that wasn't what he meant. He thought he was being hilarious by saying darkness is as quick as light. <laughs> But yeah, anything on the spectrum is light. Round of, round of applause for Chris. <laughs> Have a good Christmas. And you, mate. Merry, merry, merry Christmas. 12.37. David's in queue. Question or answer, David? 
Hello, uh, Hello, James. It's a question. Good man. What is it? Uh, it's what turns prawns or lobsters pink when you cook them? Yeah, okay. I, I, I never thought of that, really, because they're sort of bluey and grey, aren't they, before you... Yeah, bluey-grey, you... and uh, as soon as the heat hits them, they turn pink. I mean, it's a chemical reaction of some sort, but what is it? Maybe Professor Howe would know? Yeah, good point as well. Yeah, we haven't heard from Professor Howe for a while. Quite hard to get through at the moment, but, but it'd be... Just think, try just giving myself a moment to see if anything pops into my brain. It's not going to, is it? But everything changes colour when you cook it, though, doesn't it? Or well, most things do. Sort of. But you might as well ask, why does a leg of lamb go from red to grey or red to brown? Yeah, but it's a... No, it doesn't work, because you can almost see that development on a colour chart, But whereas the, this pink comes out of nowhere, doesn't it? Yeah. No, and I was getting confused, because flamingos, it's to do with what they eat. They go pink because of... of what they eat that's not going to be true of a prawn and a lobster why do prawns go pink when you cook them david i love that do you have do you have a bit of prawn on christmas morning christmas day with your lunch is it your starter do, the usually i love me prawns yeah. Fact, yeah very tradition in our house as well nice bit of prawn bit of smoked salmon avocado for the old starter rooney david thank you very much it's 12 39 graham is in warrington graham question or answer uh it's an answer mate. come on then mate uh you know the um what was the, the miss kissing under the mistletoe oh yes yeah, right, that other guy's talking codswallop. Oh. Right. It is a tradition that's named, or that goes back to the Norse goddess of love, who was called Frigga. Frigga. And she, yeah, she developed um, a fixation with this plant. She loved it and uh, carried it around with her everywhere, and that's uh, that's where it comes from, kissing under the mistletoe. And I need more. There must be why kissing. I've no idea. Well, it's, it's part of love, I suppose, isn't it? I, I, I kind of, but why? I, I didn't. I need. So, what do you mean? She fell. She fell in love with a plant. Yeah, she uh, she she loved the plant and carried it around with her everywhere. So uh, that's that's where it comes but from. Why? Why do we kiss under it in that case? I have no idea. I only know this because I do a quiz every Tuesday in the local pub, and that was one. Go of on, the give questions. yourself a plug. What's the local pub? Uh, it's actually in Sale. It's called the Moorfield. The Moorfield in Sale. And are you the quiz master? Graham. I am indeed, yes. Oh, fantastic. fantastic. So, you've got, so you've had it on there before, and it goes back to the Norse god Frigga. But yep. I, I think, I think, I think she, she, I think you've got it a bit wrong. Frigga's right. Yeah. It's all about Frigga. But I didn't her son die. Um, and she cried over the death of her son, and he was brought back to life by her white berry tears. I don't know. It's a lovely story. It but is. I don't know, I I just read the question out of you know, the answer. You'll get that. See, see, this is, you, could, you could extend the quiz, Graham. You could have, like, a red button, your director's cut of the quiz with this fascinating extra information every week. You Seriously, you'd have the biggest quiz in sale. Absolutely. Bonus points. Bonus points for, for yeah. yeah. Right, you can have a round of applause, but I think that, that the idea is people who walk under the mistletoe get, get blessed with, with Frigga's kiss. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Okay. kiss. I'll give you a round of applause for that one. You then. do, you're going to, no, you get it, it's all yours. Take it easy. Good luck. But you won't be doing one on Tuesday, will you? It'll be too, too Christmas. Oh, you're taking a week off and then back on in the new year. Graham, mind how you go. 12.41 is the time. Frigga's Kiss sounds like a death metal album, or a death metal band, doesn't it? Might well be one. And, and he was kind of right, the other fella, because it, uh, I did Norse gods, it's not pagan as such, but it's... It's kind of pre-Christian, is what he suggested. David is in Wrexham. David, we're all over the country today. I love it. Question or answer, David? Uh, answer. Carry on. Good man. Uh, stick it in your pipe and smoke it. Uh, when I was a student, we were all sitting around, and there's some clever guys there, and they're all um, smoking a uh, recreation cigarette. 
And uh, it comes from the days when in the, uh, uh, the first recording was about uh, the eight, 1800s or something like that. And it was in a, an American play. But it's basically where people used to sit around. They used to smoke pipes. And it was a it was a sort of meditation thing, you know. The old men would smoke pipes. Yeah. So it's 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 basically just symbolic. It's uh, it's acceptance. Uh, stick it in your pipe and smoke it. Just accept it. But, you know? but where did it start? You know exactly. Well, the, well, the the the, the only sort of uh, the first recording that they've actually got is in an American play. What? But I, I would I, I would assume that what play? It's probably uh, it's American. Americans or something. I mean, this is going back to when I was a student. All right. No, you've done enough. I think you're, you're going to get it. And it, I mean, that is, it was probably science. I'm better with science. No, well, you've yeah. done pretty well with literature. And, and of course, it, I mean, we know what it means. Oh, it does good. just mean, you know, sort of. Yeah, it's, it's symbolic. Take it. I like that. I wish we knew the play. Someone else might know. They can text it and I'll read it out. You don't Brilliant. need to. Uh, uh, qualifications did it at college. Yeah, go on. And have a round of applause, David. Yay. How about that? Eh? It's uh, 12.42.0345.6060973 is the number that you need. It's Christmas. If I want to give out a round of applause, uh, then I will. You can, uh, no, one, no, one, no one can tell me that I can't. I invented this. Uh, if you've got a question, you've still got time to get it on the board. 0345.6060973. But I really want answers to these questions. Why do prawns and lobsters go pink when you cook them? Why do ladies play the principal boys in pantomimes? Why do women get those parts? Why do we use wreaths at Christmas and at funerals? Uh, and we've done the rest, so there's time to get on board. Um, where are we going next? Boar is in Barnes. Boar, question or answer? Hey, how's it going? Very, very, very well. Good stuff. So basically, it's actually my colleague here, who's, who's, who's become a little bit radio show. He knows the answer. He's a qualified pharmacist. But I'll translate to you what he just told me. Yeah, go on. So, try, just try and sort the phone out, will you? I don't know if you're a qualified pharmacist or not. I think you might be talking into the wrong end of it. Okay, one second. I'll tell you what, mate. I, 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 I'll just look after the 810,000 people listening to this. You, you keep having fun with your mate. John's in Burnley. John, what would you like to say? Question or answer? A question, uh, James. Carry on, John. Why do we as human beings, when we nod our heads for up and down, yes. side to side for no... I've never met anybody who does it the other way around. So what's the question then? Why do we do that? Yeah, why do we do it? Why, why don't why don't other people do it the other way around? Why do we all do it? The I same think they way? do. They do in somewhere in the world. You do shaking your head means yes. What side to side means yes. Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, does that? But that doesn't answer your question. Not really. I mean, like, everybody I've met, it's always up and down, yes, side to side. Yes, but you're not in Outer Mongolia, are you, or somewhere like that? <laughs> no, but I'm talking about the majority... I think the majority of people would 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 uh, go up and down for yes, side to side for no. Well, I think, I think in some Middle Eastern countries... Some, some Middle Eastern countries, it's the other way around. Is it? Yes. I've never seen that. Well, oh, how many Middle Eastern countries have you visited, John? <laughs> Only a few. Have you really? Yes. Which ones? Have you been to Iran? No, I've only been to Tunisia and Egypt. And Tunisia's in Africa. They're both in Africa, aren't they? Well, yes. Yeah, I think you need to go to Iran, Lebanon, Syria, maybe. Oh, fine. Okay, well, I didn't know that. Well, I, I mean, I don't know for sure. I just, I just think, I, I kind of remember, but we still... <laughs> I don't know what the... I, I mean, there's no question left now, is there? Well, not really, no, but it, it just... Well, I feel bad that. now, John. I mean, it's almost as if you've unwrapped your present and the box is empty. <laughs> Absolutely right, James. <laughs> I try. Well, I, I, I don't know. If anyone wants to help John out, you can on oh three four five six oh six oh nine seven three. But I'm pretty sure that shaking your head means yes in some countries. 
Uh, not many, but some. 03456060973, the number you need if you've got a question or if you can answer one of the ones that is already on the board. The time now is 12.45. 12.49 is the time. You're listening to James O'Brien on LBC, where we want to know why lobsters go pink when you cook them, why leading ladies in pantomimes play the male parts, why we use wreaths at Christmas and at funerals, and what was the last one? The, the nodding of the head question. I, I liked John's question. It just fell to pieces a bit when he discovered that in some countries, I think in India, certainly in the south of India, a shake of the head means yes. In Bulgaria, a nod of the head means no in greece you do this thing when you say um no you kind of you tut and move your head upwards so you go oh and and in greek nah which sounds like no means yes but these are all confusions uh alan is in camberley alan question or answer oh hello hello james hello i'm very well alan and to you mate and to you question or answer um i believe i have an answer to this um shaking head i don't um, know what the question was now do you Uh, oh if you said predominantly why do people... Yeah, know, yeah, all right, yeah, 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 yeah. Left and right. Yeah. Um, it all stems from when you're a little baby and your mother's feeding you. So imagine being spoon-fed and you don't want the food, yeah? Yeah. You automatically move your head, don't you? All right? Well, you move, move your mouth away from the, right. from the spoon, but you could move it upwards or downwards as well. You don't have to move it sideways. Well, but, 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 but it's easier. Well, you could just keep your mouth closed. We've all got babies. We all had. Well, okay, anybody that's had a kid yeah. would would kind of recognise that. Like mm. They don't normally go up or down. It's normally left or right. And right. So, yeah. no, I, I, I heard it on um, uh, a radio show. Yeah. yeah, and that's the reason why. You can't, that's not um, really proof, is it? If it's been on a radio show. It could be all sorts well, of right, some of the stuff I come out with, mate. Show. Some of the stuff I come out with, I should get arrested for. I, I can't take any of it as gospel. Oh, I was about to say that, but your word is gospel to me, James. Oh, very kind. It's doing well. It's not going to get you a round of applause, though. You know, there's no... But OK, then why don't Bulgarians do it, then? Why, why do Indians shake, shake their head for yes? Well, I'm just saying that's what most babies do, and that's how it picks well, up. You, what do Indian babies do? do? What do Indian babies do? I'm just telling you, that's what happens, mate. Yeah, I know, but it's, it can't be the right answer, otherwise everyone in the world... Why don't I mean Bulgarians do it the other way round? No, I'm sure I heard it on Mystery Hour, mate. So you did not hear it on Mystery Hour, mate. You certainly did. Mate, me, mate. mate. I'll mate you, mate. You're not having any Mystery Hour, mates. It's not. There's no way you're getting a round of applause for this. Yeah, why do we nod our heads for yes? Because we move our mouths out of the way of a spoon when we're trying to when we're trying to get away from our baby food. No, there's two. There's two facts there that have no relationship. I'm doing it again. I'm getting all cocky. I'm going to make an. I'm telling you, James. I'm telling you. I wouldn't lie to you on Christmas. No, I know. I know you believe it, but you're wrong. It's not a question of whether you're lying to me or not. I know you think this is the truth, and I trust you on that. But. But why does it happen then? That's the only reason, mate. Why why it happens across most cultures. It doesn't. Most babies get fed, and most people recognise that symbol as a no. Yeah, and that's the reason why. Simple as. Well, yeah. simple as. Hey, don't get, don't start getting belligerent, Alan. <laughs> it's Christmas, mate. Chill out a bit. Oh, mate, I tell you what. What? Oh, God bless you all. God bless you. <laughs> Tiny Tim there, all the way from Camberley. You're not having a round of applause. Although, the way this has gone today, last one of the year, you're almost certainly right. We'll find out. Pam is in Surbiton. Pam, question or answer? Uh, answer. Carry on, Pam. Uh, it's the wreath. Pardon? Uh, the wreath. The wreath. Question. The wreath. Yes, the wreaths. Why do we use them at c- funerals and at Christmas? Coffins and Christmas. What's that all about? It's uh, to do with everlasting life. So the circle is eternity, and it has no beginning and no end. It's a Christian and Christianity, and it means life and growth. And you're dying, and then go off to the next life. So you're not really dead. 
Well, that, that would explain why you put it on a coffin, a Christian burial. Why, why would you have it at Christmas, which is the birth of Jesus? Well, because he's not here anymore. Yeah, because it's the start of Advent, you put it up. So you're getting. So it's like a circle of life. Yes. Hakuna Matata. Definitely round of applause, please. Qualificate. Well, hang on a minute, madam. Can we just establish <laughs> your credentials first, I, please? I taught it in a year two class last, uh, at the beginning of Advent. Yeah, right then. Round of applause for Pam. Happy Christmas, Thank Pam. Thank you, bye. Yeah, bye. Of course, she was very perfunctory. Just wanted to go. I feel a bit objectified by that. All she wanted me for was the applause. Zach's in Richmond. Crikey, you've been quiet lately. Bad luck, mate. Bad year for you. Yeah, hi. Hello. Question... Oh, different, Zach. Question or answer? Um, question, by, by the way, a long-time listener and big fan. Oh, thanks, Zach. Me too. Yeah. Carry on. My, my son, my 10-year-old son's been bothering me for a while with this question, and that is that, uh, um, you know, with uh, keys and locks, yeah. For example, um, so how many combinations of locks are they? I mean, can, can, is it possible that uh, one key could unlock another person's door or car? I mean, is this a limited, limitless combination of... Uh, so good, yeah, you've got too many. I, I understand what you're asking, but, yeah. but it needs to be in a, in a, in a simpler question. Because, I mean, how many combinations of locks are there? That's, that's, that's too big to contemplate. It might be infinite. Right. So is he really asking, is it possible that the same key could, could end up being made twice? Correct. That could possibly open somebody else's door or somebody else's car. You'd think so, wouldn't you? Yeah, I would think so. I would think I so, don't... but I don't know. Who would know for sure? We, need, we, we just need a locksmith to sort of generally talk to us, don't we? Absolutely. Okay, I'll see what I can do. I like that. Zach. What's your boy's name? Uh, Armani. Armani. Give, give Armani our regards as well. Oh, thank you very much. No, thank you very much. We'll, we'll do our best. Tell him you just got wish Merry Christmas by a Z-list celebrity. It'll make his year. 12.55 is the time. Vincent is in Billericay. Vincent, question or answer? Uh, an answer. Carry on, Vincent. Uh, lobsters, prawns. Oh, yes. Shrimps. Yeah, yeah. The reason why they go pink, or orangey pink, is because their diet is mainly of plankton. And the plankton is a bacteria which is that colour. That is the reason also why the flamingos' feathers go pink, because their diet is mainly made of uh, shrimp. But why, when it, why only when you cook it does it come out? Why? Because yeah. it, only, it only comes out once you kill the bacteria, in this case by heat or digestion. Qualifications, Vincent? Uh, none, but I like documentaries. No, I know. So, I mean, w w where did you see this? Where did you learn this? Uh, can you remember? Yeah, documentary. Yeah, well, I worked that yeah, out. Well, which one? Was it David Attenborough? Is it, can you remember? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. I, I like this. Yeah, you're on. Okay. Round of applause for Vincent. Nice work, Vincent. Thank you. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Happy Christmas to you, too. 12.56 is the time. We're knocking them off. How many more can we squeeze in? Zoe is in Chessington. Zoe, question or answer? It's an answer. Carry on, Zoe. Uh, the pantomimes, it stems from, in the early 1800s, they introduced new laws for London theatre, or for all theatres, yeah. that restricted um, child actors on the stage, and because all the roles were written as young men, the closest thing they could get to representing a young man was putting female, young female actresses in boy costumes, so they started using females, and when they realised that it was very popular to have young girls on stage in tights, uh, yes. So they could see their form and, you know, things of women they couldn't normally see. I think the word it you're looking for is ogle. Popular. Ogle. Yes, 
Ogle is definitely the word I'm looking for. Um, it became popular and it kind of spread cool. throughout um, I like that a lot. Qualifications? Um, I'm descended from a lot of Victorian actors and actresses and I do a lot of research into it all the time and a lot of them were in, they were tight wearers in the pantomimes. Oh, I, I see. <laughs> it's quite a proud family tradition. <laughs> isn't I'm it? very proud of them all. Well, I bet you are and it's under you a round of applause as well. No, I love that. Child labour laws crossed with a sort of little bit of casual perving. Uh, Darren is in Milton Keynes. Darren, question or answer? Yeah, got an answer, please. Come on then, Darren. Okay, uh, the lock question. Yes. Um, it depends on the lock. And now I'll, I'll give you I'll expand on that. If the lock, for example, a Tibby lock, which is a, 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 a lock commonly used to be used on the old Fords, not anymore mostly, hmm. um, each, each lock, each, uh, each of the cuts has five possible com- uh, um, positions. So yeah. you have a uh, a disc inside. They say there's four. Say for example, four discs. Each disc has a possible disc zero, one, two, three, or four. So it's five different types of discs, and you've got four rows of discs. So it's five times five times five times five, etc. Um, so it depends. It depends on the lock and how many cut possible cuts on the. Key so there will be duplication. There will be duplication then potentially. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So it depends on the security. So for example, the Chubb uh, a, a Chubb mortise lock. A Five lever lock yeah. um, has a lot less possible accommodations than, than a seven lever lock. Of course. Uh, and for insurance purposes, you would need to fit a five lever mortise lock if that's the lock was fitted to an external door to, to meet most insurance criteria. A three lever lock means there's not enough possibility. Mate, you're on. You've got a round of applause. I'm just going to add because I don't normally enjoy I don't normally employ Twitter during Mystery Hour, but I'm going to make an exception. Richard, he, he's been in touch to say I had a car key for my metro in the 90s that opened a friend's metro door, but it wouldn't work in the ignition. So between the two of you, you've nailed it. What are your qualifications, Darren? I'm a locksmith, uh, James. friends that know me well call me Mr. Security. I'm probably one of the most secure people you're ever going to meet in terms of everything. Locks, yeah, everything. Encryption, you name it. Mr. Security. Well, Mr. Security, it's a round of applause. Thank you. And happy Christmas. I nearly sort of signed off then, but I'm back tomorrow morning from 10. Which means for the second last time this year, I now leave you in the capable hands of Sheila Folk. Thank you, James. Uh, later.